This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 42. For the month of June, I'm interviewing four of my favorite men about leadership, love, life, and legacy. In today's episode, I'm interviewing my dad. He's a true gentleman, a servant leader, a protector and provider. He has influenced thousands of people and is an inspiration to many. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. I am so excited about my guest today. I wouldn't even be here without him. <laughs> he is my dad. I am a true daddy's girl, and I have always had a great relationship with my dad. My dad is the best example I know of an all-around great man. He has the work ethic and discipline that any person would ever want. He has the heart of a true leader and would go above and beyond for his family and a stranger just the same. He would give you the shirt off of his back because he's learned that things don't really matter. And his heart to give is something I rarely see these days. He has changed countless lives because of who God has created him to be. He is an NFL Hall of Famer, a husband and father of three. Will you please help me welcome to the show today, my dad, my hero, Mr. Floyd Little. Hey, dad, I'm so excited that you are here on the show. Welcome. What an honor, Chris, for you to even ask me to be a part of this. I've been looking forward to it for a week. It's taken you long (laughs) enough to call me. My goodness gracious, this is great. I just want to be a part of whatever you do in life. I just want to have a little part of that. Oh, thank you, Dad. I'm so excited. We are doing a four-part series about men, leadership, love, life, and legacy. And I am so excited because it's you, Adrian, Keith, and Mark. And so my ah. four of my favorite men, yes, that are just sharing nuggets, not only for men, but just for women, because the Wife Wisdom Podcast is all about helping women to cultivate a heart of a wife, but also understanding men. Like in order <laughs> to be a great wife, we need to understand men. So thank you so much again for being here. So you are a Hall of Famer, which is a national Football Hall of Famer, which is only the top 2% of men who ever played the game in the world, which is like, it's an amazing, not only accomplishment, but it just is so cool. Like, 
top two percent? That's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're number two hundred and fifty six, right? Seven. Fifty seven. Two hundred and fifty seven. Wow. Of all the play, of all the players that's ever played professional wow. football, I'm number two fifty seven in the Hall of Fame of of just little under about three hundred. So wow. we're gonna celebrate our hundredth year next year, two thousand twenty. Wow. And uh but to be one of the best players that's ever played in the history of the game. Uh, it's quite remarkable. And you were there to witness it, so. Yes, yes. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. It is. And so that's what I want to kind of start this episode off with because, you know, you've always, growing up, you've talked about being the an uncommon man. And I would love for you to just share with our listeners what are the characteristics of an uncommon man to be able to be selected into the top two percent of anything, <laughs> you have to be pretty uncommon. So share with us what ingredients, the qualities, the characteristics of an uncommon man. I, I think basically it's, it's, it's really simple. Uh, I talk about the six basic ingredients for success that I've learned growing up. There, there are six easy things that we all have that don't cost us a dime. If you have drive, determination, dedication, and desire, I call my four Ds. Uh, these are the things that I think you need, but you've got to have the other two. I said it's six. These are four. The other two is commitment and sacrifice. If you're willing to make a commitment, Christy, if you're willing to make a sacrifice, you don't need the four Ds. That's all you need in life is to make a commitment. And when I ask people if they will make a commitment, uh, I mean, can they make a commitment? They all say, yeah, they can. But I say, will you? Because only 5% of the people in the country will. And it's amazing that it's so easy for me who have the understanding of what it takes to succeed in life because I'm not competing with 95% of the people, I'm only competing with five because I'm willing to make the commitment and I'm willing to make the sacrifice to do whatever it takes to make things happen. Mm. There's, there's three kinds of people in the world, Christy. Those that make wow. things happen, those that watch things happen, and those that don't know what happened. You have a choice. You, have, you can choose who you want to be, what you want to be. If you decide that you're going to be that person, that 5% that make things happen in everything you do, uh, there you go. You, you by yourself. Uh, I tell everybody, I can, you can let me out of a corner where there's, where there's uh, five businesses on that corner, and at the end of my walk of those five businesses, if I didn't have a job, I'll take somebody else's job because 95% of people are not doing what they want to do. I will show you that I am the person that you want to be involved with or working with because I will be there every day for you and I will do whatever is necessary to succeed. And that's, that's uncommon, Chris. You talk about being an uncommon person. I can see when I do things, like, like when I was growing up, and you don't know this because you wasn't born, but I was always told I wasn't big enough, strong enough, smart enough or fast enough to play the game that I love. 
us in football. They, they told me that. Everybody told me that. But I, I heard somebody say, what the mind can conceive, the body can achieve. And I saw myself, Chrissy, playing football at the highest level. So if I can conceive it, I can achieve it. And today I'm in 10 halls of fame, two doctor degrees. And they said I couldn't do it. So, I mean, that's a challenge. That's a blessing when somebody tells you you can't do something. Because (laughs) if you are one of the few people that, that believe that you can make things happen in your life, you, you you just make it happen. And that's being uncommon because a lot of people will say, yeah, you're right, I can't do it. Yeah, I'm not big enough. Yeah, I don't have to. But I've learned a long time ago, Chris, that there's, you can measure so much in life. You can measure how far somebody can throw, how far you can see, how high you can jump, how much you can lift, how fast you can run. You can measure that, but you can't measure what's in a person's heart. They haven't discovered anything at all that can look in your body and look in your heart and say that you don't have the heart to do this. They don't have anything to do that. So it's up to you to make things happen in your life. And you can succeed at at anything you want to do if you believe you can. That's being uncommon, believing that you can do anything you want to do and making the sacrifices to do it. That's my opinion, that's all it takes. You don't have to be, you know, I, I want to be ahead of this. I want to be. See, leaders are born. You're a born leader. You just have to dig within yourself to make sure you have the qualities to be that kind of person you want to be. For me, it's been easy. I've had God on my side, Christy, all this time. He's always been there to say, Floyd, go for it. You can do this. I got your back. That's very strong. It's very powerful. Yeah. Wow. 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 You know, it's, you know, you said it was easy for you. How, it's not easy for everybody, obviously, right? Because 5%, it's just. Well, well, you don't have to be in the 5%. You don't have to be in the 5%. It's easy because you got to believe in yourself. You got to conceive it. And you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can conceive it. And I've always, before a football game, I would always look up at the, uh, the flag while they played the National Anthem. And I would always see the score before the game even started. Hmm. Now, all I got to do is go out there and make it happen. I already hmm. saw it. That's why I played the way I played, trying to make the score what I saw before the game. People wow. don't understand that. People don't understand that. This is what gave me the ability to do it, everything I could at every play. Just like they say, Floyd, why, what makes you so revved up every play? Because it could be my last play. I want to be remembered by the last thing I did. So if this is the play that they call for me, I want to play it as hard and as best as I can because it might be the last one. So everything I do, I want to do it as if it's the last time. And that, wow. way, that way you do it 100%. Don't leave mm-hmm. nothing on the table. Mm-hmm. It's an attitude, Chris. That's all, that's all it is. Success is an attitude. That's 
That's all it is. It's, it's your attitude. And there's, there's three things in life you control. Your participation, your attitude, and your involvement. I mean, these are the things that you control 100%. Can you control your attitude 100% of the time? Yeah. That's why when the, when the morning I wake up, I can say to myself in the mirror, Floyd, today is the best day of your life, and tomorrow's got to be better. I'm going to change somebody's life today. That's how I start my day. My Every day. And if you walk out of the house with that attitude, or you can walk out, oh, boy, i got to go to work. got to <laughs> fight that traffic. Oh, geez, I need to do this. I wish I could find another job. Uh, you know, my, my spouse didn't do this. He left <laughs> this for me to do. Uh, if that's how your day starts, how do you think it's going to end? Hmm. Not that good. But if you start out this morning, I mean, every morning by saying, man, I can't wait to get started. There's so much I can do. There's so many lives that I can touch today. I'm going to make something happen today. That's why I tell everybody, as you go down the road of life, look back in your rearview mirror and see how many lives you touched. Mm. And if you haven't touched any lives, when you look back, you haven't been really fulfilled. You haven't fulfilled. Yeah. Yourself. You know. I mean. Wow. So there's there's certain things that 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 I recall. I remember Pastor Darnell, and I use this all the time. Pastor Darnell gave a speech on GPS. That his sermon was about GPS: grace, passion, and skill. Everybody else thinks it's global positioning. <laughs> It's grace. Everybody's born with a, with a grace. Passion, everybody have a passion that's different for everybody. And everybody develops skills through their lifetime. And I've learned that. And that's a part of what I see every day. As I develop who I am, what I want to accomplish, what I want to leave behind, it's based on the things that I've experienced during my lifetime. It's, for me, it's like every day, it's a blessing. Because any time I can wake up on the green side of the grass, I can make something happen. <laughs> and that's how you got to live your life. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so good. You know, one of the things that you said is that you're a born leader. You know, this series is all about, about being a leader as a man. And so can you just talk a little bit about what you mean, like being born a leader, and how do you carry that out? as you go throughout life? Well, it's, it's an attitude. And, and, and I talk about, uh, as a player, uh, a young player, a, a junior high school player, they all picked me for their captain because they liked who I was and what I represented. Everybody wanted to be like me. So I go on to high school, I'm the captain. I go on to military school. That's the captain. I go to the Denver Broncos, the first captain in the history of a professional team that was a rookie. How is that? It's how you lead is who you are. And people saw that in me. Even as a rookie, you have veteran people writing my name in as their captain. I thought it was because it was the easiest name to spell. <laughs> So, but I was the captain of the Denver Broncos professional football team for nine straight seasons. 
and no captain in the National Football League has ever been before me as a rookie. The only other one was RG3. Mm. I was the first. RG3 was the second. Wow. They voted because of his leadership, skill, and ability that he portrayed when he's on the field. Mm. I didn't mm. learn to be a leader. I just, that's who I am. I was born that way. I walked out on the field. Everybody said, this is the guy we want to follow. This is our captain. As, as a high school, junior high school, military school, college, pro. Wow. We all have leadership qualities. And if we develop those qualities as leaders, we become the leader that everybody wants to be. People want mm-hmm. to follow that because they believe in you. And they listen. Right. Because they think you wow. know more than they know. We don't know anything. We just want to get things done. And that's what people do. That's what leaders do. They get things done. Right. And um, what about legacy? You know, I just think that you are the best example of leading, leaving a legacy. And, you know, God calls us to leave a legacy for our children's 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 children, like four generations of a legacy. And, you know, what does legacy mean to you and, and how can you encourage someone to leave a legacy beyond just kind of having children? I just think, Chrissy, just doing everything you can uh, to encourage people and have a great life. You don't set out to leave a legacy. You set out by doing things. And what you do becomes your legacy. Ah, say that again. Say that again. You you don't set up by leaving a legacy. It's what you do. It's what you leave behind is the legacy. It's what you do. Things that you do becomes your legacy. Mm -hmm. And I just got another honorary doctorate degree from the University of Denver Law School. I graduated law school in 1975. I got a call from the sports information director from the Denver Broncos saying it was the 44th year that I had signed with the Broncos. And it was the anniversary of when I signed for the Broncos. It was an unusual, unbelievable experience to get a law degree and get a doctorate degree the same year that your number was mm-hmm. on the on the anniversary that you signed. Wow! You know, thank God, anything to that. Mm. So you know, the stars lined up for me mm. three weeks three weeks ago wow. um, when I was given an honorary doctorate degree from the University of Denver Law School. Wow. But but back, awesome. back to back to legacy, Chris. I just you know people don't set out to leave a legacy. You really don't. That ain't something you plan every day. I'm going to leave a legacy for this person <laughs> to follow. No, no, that that, that 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 doesn't happen that way. You just do the best you can, and you provide the best you can for the people that you love. That's that's doing what you can do. Whatever you've done is the legacy you leave. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to do every day. I try to live right, be a good role model, be an example of what a person should be. In my opinion, it's different for everybody. But it is my opinion. It's how I think a father should be and how he should react and interact with his kids. Mm. And the love he has to constantly give to show them that he cares about them and he wants them all to do well. That's, wow. that's, the, that's what a legacy is. You look back in the rearview mirror of your life and you see the people you touched, what you've done, what was good. I said it in my Hall of Fame speech, not that you come into this world, not that you should leave. But you leave, back, you leave behind those things that you were comfortable with and the things that you believed in. And yeah. if, that, if, that's, if there's anything in that that's good, that becomes your legacy. Wow. The good things, you know, the good things leave behind. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that you, you talked about a lot about that I think is has helped you even in your journey of becoming who you are and just being great is that you've had people along the way to help you. So if you were um, to help a young man or even a mature man, if you were to, to tell them something that, you wish you knew or it's some, something that somebody shared with you along the way that really motivated you or, or changed you to, to not give up, to continue to fight, what would it be? Like, what would you share with a young man that you believe would encourage them to become everything that God has created them to be? I, I would always say the shoot for the moon. Whatever you want to do, shoot for the moon because even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. You've got to have big dreams, have big dreams in life. You know, it's better to do something great. It's better to attempt to do something great and fail than to attempt to do nothing and succeed. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? There's only ten words you need to know in life. And they, and they are, if it is to be, it is up to me. <laughs> if it is to be, it is up to me. That's what life's all about. It's up to you to take whatever you want to take out of life. You've got to take it. Don't expect anybody to grab it and hand it to you. Stand up, face the music, and take what you want. It's there for the taking. But you have to take it. And if you don't want to take it, you want somebody else to give it to you, it ain't going to happen. Just stand up and say, I want to be, I want to do. You can do it. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be whatever. You can be. You can do it. You can make it happen. And you have to believe that. And that's the biggest problem. They don't believe it. When I talk to young men and I say, can you do these things? You want to be great? You want to be professional athlete, you want to make a lot of dollars, you got to go to school first. That's the most important thing. Because being an athlete only lasts a short period of time. 
So it's good to be an athlete. It's good to be great. It's good to participate. It's good to be competitive. But what's next? Take that and make sure you understand what you need to do when that's over because the life expectancy for a professional football player is three years. Wow. So if you were to if you were to get drafted at 21, 22, and 26, you're done. You got 40 years to live before you get a pension. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? I ask him. And a lot of times I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's, let's start with that. Let's work with you to get you where you want to be. One of the things I work with at Syracuse University is a lot of young women with the ladies' basketball team. And uh, uh, a lot of them didn't know what they wanted to do. They wanted to help people. What do you mean by help people? You want to be a, uh, a counselor? Uh, well, I, you know, I want to, I want to be a, a, a person that helps people. What do you mean by help? Understand what I mean? Then you find out at the end of the day they want to get into the new law school. They want to be in communications. I said, well, why didn't you say that? Well, my, my grades aren't good enough. I said, well, then that's your goal and your focus. What do you need to get to? 3.4? Yeah. What are you now? 2.8. you got a lot of work to do, but you can do it. And when you get there, I'll help you get into the new high school. Christy, I wrote 25 letters of recommendation to law school, grad school, and med school, and they all got in. Wow. Because they, they believed in me. They believed that they can do it. And I sat with them, and I encouraged them, and they did it. And I'm so proud of them. That's looking in the rearview mirror of your life. Mm-hmm. And saying, I've done something special. I've helped someone get to where they want to get to and they'll never forget me. That's the legacy. Mm-hmm. I'm a part. I'm a part of them. That's my legacy. Is what. So. That's good. But when I when I talk to young men, Chris, I just encourage them. Encourage them to stay in school and finish, because that's something they can never take away from you. Your education is something no one can ever take away. They can take away a lot of things, but they can't take away your knowledge and experience. Mm. So good. So good. So um, what are your final thoughts in this series about leadership, love, life, and legacy? Leadership is something that people do what they see you do because you do it better than they. So leadership to me is standing up, always being heard, always being visible, always being available, always willing to help uh, people who are less fortunate. That's leadership to me. Someone who will stand up and say, no, that's not right. We can do it a different way. Let's try this. Being vocal, being present, being visible has a lot to do with leadership as well. Uh, loving, you got to let people know that you care. I think it was Teddy Roosevelt said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. You really have to care. 
that's that's the love that you show. You got to be approachable. You can't be standoffish. You can't be argumentative. You got to be. You got to be approachable. That's the love that I I like to leave and give. I'm a people person. I was at a hotel this morning, and some lady was sitting across from me. Was mentioned that she was in, she was from Germany. Until I was just recently in Wiesbaden and struck a conversation with her. We became friends. She's going on a cruise uh, at the end of the week. I'm going on a cruise tomorrow. And we just had the dynamic conversation, find out she's an artist from Germany. And uh, her son's, a, her son's a, a writer. And she found out who I was. And it was unbelievable, the conversation we had and the joy that we spent together. It was just, I just met a new friend. Nice. It was wonderful. And uh, what was the last one? The, the legacy it was um, Life and Legacy. Well, my life has been rich because I'm a believer. And when you believe, anything is possible. And I believe. And I don't wear it on my sleeve. But when things happen in my life, I know where it came from. Mm. I know. I know he walks with me every day. He got me where I am today, and I'm certainly proud of it, and I'm appreciative. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted because people look at me and say, you play football? Yeah. Or you a kicker? (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't have that kind of skill. Running back. Well, you're not big enough to be a running back. And I always say, How big do you have to be? Mm. Can you answer that question? No. I was a running back for nine years. And I ended my career as the sixth leading rusher in the history of the game. And I played with 28 quarterbacks and 55 offensive linemen. And I returned punts and kickoffs for eight of those nine years. Wow. I was at five Pro Bowls. How big do you have to be? <laughs> I'm in ten, ten halls of fame. How big do you have to be? Mm. How big do you have to be? Well. So good. So good. Know, let, let them answer the question. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know well, I, I'm used to seeing big fat guys. Well, yeah, big fat guys play too. <laughs> but I'm one of I'm one of, I'm one of the little guys that they couldn't catch. But guess what? I was stronger than anybody on my team. I could lift up a four hundred pounds, and they couldn't. Wow. So, how big do you have to be? Right. How big do you have to be? <laughs> <laughs> how big do you have to be? You, you know what I'm saying? So wow. you got to look at you got to look at me a little differently than you look at everybody else, and maybe you'll start looking at people and respecting them for who they are. Yes, I love that because, like you said, people will tell you that you can't do it, and like you said, a lot of times people believe them. People believe them when they say, "Oh, you you're too small to to play yeah. in the National Football League. You you're too small to be a running back." Some people would have believed them and just yeah, well, left the dream. Well, yeah, most people do. 
but see, they have to they have to see what the mind can conceive. This is very powerful. If you can conceive it in your mind, you can achieve it. Yeah. What the mind can conceive, the body can achieve. And that's true. That's really, really true. Because you can walk away and say, I can't do that. If you don't think you can, you can. You can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's that's the old poem, old, old poem I used to listen to all the time. If you think you can, you can. If you think you won't, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can, it's almost a sense that you won't. Victory doesn't always come to the bigger, stronger, or faster person. For sooner or later, the one who wins is the one who thinks he can. Mm. For sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Wow. wow. I don't line up. I don't line up in the track, on the track field expecting not to win. Mm. I line up expecting to win. It, but sooner or later, the person who wins in life is the one who thinks he can. Wow. That's me. That's me. That's I me. I love it. I yeah. love it. That is so perfect. Wow, Dad, thank you so much for uh, well, just nice. sharing your your insight and your and your nuggets. I've been privileged to get it all my life. And, you know, I'll ask you stories and I might <laughs> I remember when I was in college and I would you'd have to talk me off the ledge or, you know, I'd cry over the phone and you would tell me the same thing sometimes. You're like, Why did you record it? Why did you record the conversation? <laughs> Because I'm like, Dad, the hell, like, and you would give me a motivational speech yeah, and, yeah. you know, br- pick me up, brush me off, and push me back out, yeah, back yeah, out there. Yeah, and then I yeah, call yeah, you a couple yeah. weeks later about the same thing. Like, yeah. You can't record the conversation <laughs> yeah. that I had two weeks ago. I yeah, remember that. That's I do. I do remember those conversations. <laughs> and I do remember saying, you, you should have recorded it. The same thing. <laughs> Telling you the same thing I told you last week. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. But, so, but I, I learned also that repetition is good pedagogy. Good yeah. So yeah, repetition you, you, is you, the mother of all skill, as they say. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's good. To, sometimes we forget, but we pick yeah. ourselves up again and try it again. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Well, I so appreciate you being on the show, Dad. Thank yeah, you so it's, it's much. It's my pleasure. It's my I pleasure. Love you. I love yes. you. I enjoy talking with you. As you know, we used to have these talks all the time, so I love yes. talking with you. Because I'm talking <laughs> to myself. I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I appreciate it. And I, I know the listeners will as well. So thank you, Poppy. I love okay. you so yeah. much. Love you. Love you, too. Okay. Have all a right. good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for 
continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and, and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.